Welcome to The Cindy Rushton Show. Encouraging, empowering, and equipping as you step into your calling and life purpose. Here is your hostess, Cindy Rushton. Hello, sweet friends. We are right on the brink of, get this, a new year. So uh, just before I dig in, I do want to say Happy New Year to each and every one of you. I am so excited that you guys are connected with me and that you're tuning in. And I'm excited that I get to do this new year with you. And by the way, if this is your first time to ever hear us, um, we have got many other shows that you can tune into. You can see them at my website, thecindyrushtonshow.com. If you don't remember all of that or you want an easier way to type it in, just type in cindyrushton.com and there at the top of my website, you can see a link right into the show. At that actual page, you are going to see all the show notes. You're going to see how you can subscribe using your favorite podcast app. You can also um, link up with me so that you get updates every single time a show comes out. And so definitely connect with me there. And right now, hold on just for just a moment and grab yourself a big cup of tea because we have got a really big broadcast today. This is kind of like a mini workshop, but I believe that it is so on time and I believe that it is definitely the topic of the week. And so I know you will definitely want to dig into this. Okay, so today's broadcast, what on earth is it all about? Well, today's broadcast is called Reach Your Resolutions. And this is all about setting a plan, setting a resolve in ourselves that can help us to reach towards goals and to be able to even hear God for which goals he wants for us to set for this new year, to be able to listen to him and know clearly we're hearing him, not just some idea that we are coming up with ourselves. Do you know what I'm saying here? And so today I want to challenge you to take some time to really work through the questions in this broadcast. I believe they're going to make a huge difference for your year this year. And so definitely listen to this audio, work through just sitting and seeking God. If there's a question that you really don't know the answer to, this is a wonderful opportunity to just sit before him because I believe he has answers for you and for me. I have to share with this with you. I know that you're going to hear me say this throughout the broadcast, but this is a passage of scripture that the Lord has really given to me deep the past year. It comes from Psalm 37 and I love it in the Passion Translation, just because of the way that it says it. It says here, keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in his eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will be secure, feasting on his faithfulness. Make God the utmost delight and pleasure in your life and he will provide for you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct your life And as you trust him along the way, you will find he pulled it off perfectly. Okay, you guys, what does that have to do with this? Well, I believe from the bottom of my heart that as you are trusting in him and you're seeking to do what's right in his eyes, not in your opinion, not in definitely not in the world's opinion, as you fix your heart on his promises, because guess what? All the promises in scripture are yours. Just because we believed in Jesus Christ, we were reborn into the family of God. We have all the promises in the word as our promises. God doesn't change. God doesn't change his promises to his children. His promises are secure. They are faithful. So we will be secure. We will feast on his faithfulness. And as we make him our utmost delight and our pleasure in our lives, he's going to provide for each of us what we desire the most. 
Think about how good he is. And give him the right to direct your life. As you trust him along the way, you're going to find he pulled it off perfectly. Today, I believe we are sitting before him before a whole new year. This year is like a blank slate. This year is like a book with empty pages that are yet to be written inside of it. It's that time of year again. This is the time that we get to experience a new beginning. Do you need it today? (laughs) Oh, yes. I love new beginnings. God loves new beginnings. This is a new year, a brand new year. Are you ready for this new year? Are you just a little bit reluctant? I know some of my friends have been sharing, and I've seen it all across the internet, that people are just like, oh my goodness, I was really anticipating 2020, and look what happened. For many people, that reluctance is coming from some of the trials and the struggles and the crisis situations that people have gone through this past year. We're going to look at what really happened last year together. We're going to look at what is about to happen for us this coming year. We're about to kick off a brand new year. Can I ask you, how does that make you feel? Does it make you so excited that you can hardly stand it? Or are you just a little bit sick at the thought of another year? Are you reaching for resolutions? Are you, are you daring to set resolutions this year? Or have you just given up some hope? Have you already said, well, they're not going to work. They never worked for me in the past. And you're ready to turn me off. Please don't, please don't, please don't. Because I'm, I'm telling you guys, let me just mention this. All my resolutions last year were met by April. I looked at all my resolutions because I look at them every month. And when I looked at them in April, I realized all my resolutions have been reached by April. That meant that I had to go right back to dreaming and dreaming bigger than ever. Today, I want to ask you, have you been reaching your resolutions? Did you even reach them for this past year? Are there things that you would like to see changed? Are there things that you would like to see different this coming year. My sweet friends, today is the day to declare what you really, really want. I I would like to even challenge you, not just even today. I, I would really love to see this be a process over the next week or maybe even the next month so that you can jumpstart this year on the path towards your success. In fact, uh, every year now, I started this last year, and I'm saying every year now, I host a challenge for the whole month of January. And the reason for that is because I truly believe that there's there that if we take this time right now and we just make a list of things that we're going to do, I believe it's head stuff. It's not really heart stuff. It's not really passion stuff. Do you know what I'm saying here? It's stuff that we just, you know, make a list. And a lot of it is to-dos. It's not really the to-bes. Does that make sense? Because I believe that the Lord is calling us to be, not to just live a life of doing. So today, this week, this month... I want to challenge you to declare what you really, really, really want. Go again back to that that scripture in Psalm 37. You know, what is your delight, your pleasure? What is it you are desiring right now? Do you know it's okay to desire? That scripture says it's okay to desire. Why? Because it says that God's going to provide for you what you desire, what you want. He cares about what you want. You are right on time to declare what you really want, to make a commitment to grasp on to every single thing that Jesus Christ died to enable you to have, for you to see change, for you to see the things that you've been working for come to pass. It's not too late. This year can be totally different. 
than any year you've ever experienced. Don't let this new year slip on in and slip by you and then become just another year gone by. My goal today in this broadcast is for us to just pull away for a bit, to look at our lives, to look at our resolutions, why they don't work, how to make them work. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it hard. Because, you guys, I believe that this is a time for us to set new resolutions, reachable, doable, beable resolutions, and get moving strong into this amazing new year before us. Have you been maybe wanting a friend to come alongside of you and help you kick off this year just right on the right track? Would you like to have a friend help you get a good look at where you've been, where you are, and where you want to go? Would you like someone to help you set reachable resolutions for this coming new year? My sweet friend, today I can help you. It's not too late. It is actually right on time. This is your perfect time. It's your perfect moment. Let's reach resolutions together. Are you with me? Oh my goodness. You know, it is so easy to get caught up in the flurry of the holiday season. There's so much to do. There's so many demands. There's no time to really plan. I have been so busy myself because by the time I got out of school, it was the holiday. Right after the holiday, it was time to get some things done for some projects for the new year. This, and so I come to today and I'm going, wow, is it truly New Year's Eve? I myself have been in a flurry and I haven't had one minute to really just sit down and to think about or much less plan my resolutions. Even in my mastermind group last week, one of the things that we discussed was our one word for the new year. Um, several of my friends in my mastermind, that's one of the things that they do each year. And come to find out as we were discussing it, I shared with them that I've actually done this as well. I didn't even really realize what I was doing because through the years, it would be like words that God would give me over and over again that were parts of messages. Some of you probably heard them through the years. Like, for example, I remember one year he gave me the word intentional and he and it was pretty much hit through saying, Cindy, be intentional. Everything you do this year, be intentional. Don't just do things because things are being pushed on you. Don't just do things because you're trying to please people or don't just do things because it's another product. Be intentional. Last year, I heard the Lord saying to me, prepare and that word, you probably see it in everything I say and do now because it has become literally a part of who I am, a part of my message. And I heard him say it in so many ways. He told me to prepare for some things. Then he changed some things in my life and literally fulfilled a prophetic word to me. But he told me ahead of time to prepare. It was amazing. But then he turned that and said, for me to prepare for what was ahead for me. And little did I know that that word prepare would end up being part of several of the challenges, several of the things that I have been about this past year with my messages. Some of them you're going to hear here again and again, because again, this is part of my calling and my purpose now. It's kind of amazing. I kept hearing a couple years ago, it's time. Yeah. And and here's what I saw now that I look back, although I was hearing the words, it's time, I knew he was talking about for me to step back into my calling and my life purpose. And I was fulfilling it even in the marketplace, but I knew he was meaning full-time ministry for me. I, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know how you're going to do this, God. I'm in the middle of school. I am in the middle of getting, at that time, I was finishing my bachelor's and moving toward my master's. Now I'm almost at the end of my master's. But I was thinking, how on earth can I do full-time ministry and and have that without my job? I can't balance all of this, Lord. And he kept telling me, it's time, it's time. Again, that's when he started saying, prepare. Um, but as I look back, I look at all of the things he was doing in my life to bring that about. He was wanting somewhere inside of me for me to be in agreement that it was time for me to step out, to take the leap. 
And that those words were a resolution he wanted me to embrace. He was putting that on my heart. I remember others like um, the word everything, everything. Now, you probably go, what on earth is she meaning by everything? What could that mean? Well, that's exactly what I asked God. The word everything began a conversation between me and God, me asking him, what does this mean? And it now I can totally say from the bottom of my heart, my uttermost being that Jesus is my everything, everything. He is my best friend. He is my leader. He is my provider. He is my healer. He is my, my um, leading me along the way. He's my everything. He's my, my whole purpose for everything I do. He is the one I am reaching for, my everything I'm reaching for. But you know what? It started as a word. Dream and dream big. Oh, yeah. In fact, what I have learned since that was a word for a year was I was definitely not dreaming big. I was only dreaming about as far as my to-dos could take me. Do you see what I'm saying? How about you? Boy, God has taught me that if I will dare dream that these are the today to-dos. They're not the long-term to-dos. They're the things he's asking me to, to enter into agreement with him. That going back to Psalm 37, that if I give him the right to direct my life and I trust him all along the way, I find that he pulled it off perfectly. Every single thing that as far as I can dream, if I'll say, okay, God, I embrace this. This is going to be my thing that I'm going to believe you for. And I don't know how you're going to get me there, but God, get me there. And you know what? Inevitably, if I will dare to make that a now thing rather than a long-term thing, I see that he makes it happen now. And then he stretches me even further. Do you know what I'm saying? And asks me to dream even bigger. Yeah. It's not by accident. Some of these resolutions have become things that I now have as a testimony. They're life. They're life for me. Identity was one about seven years ago. God spoke the word identity. And he said, Cindy, you, you have had an identity theft. The enemies tried to steal your identity. He's tried to get you to buy in. And you're carrying around the identity he's given you, not my identity that I've given you. Let me tell you how long-term some of these lessons and some of these resolutions can be. That, that He began speaking into me and rebuilding me that year. And seriously, at the end of the year, I thought, wow, this has been a year of identity. Do you know what I mean? But let me just say that it's so in my life now that this year, I heard a pastor say something and it got a hold of me and, and it really had somewhere to hang where it could really be part of my this year he said we had beloved identity beloved identity and I said God what does that mean see I've learned these words when they really seize me when the ideas seize me when um they they come upon me and they 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 make me go huh what does that mean it's not as much a time to go to the definition in the dictionary as it is to enter into a conversation with God so he can teach me, so he can move in me. I think that's what's wrong with resolutions today. That's what is, that's where people miss it. And in turn, they miss being able to see their year for what it really is. You know, I was one of those very people last year that thought, wow, 2020, God's going to help us see 2020. I had no idea what I spoke into existence when I said that. But what was interesting was at the same time I was feeling that, I was saying, God, 2020, that sounds really amazing. Like the vision's going to come to pass. And by the way, let me, let me go backwards. Many, many years ago, probably about nine years ago, eight, nine years ago, some of you can probably find out there in the World Wide Web somewhere some teaching that I did on vision because God gave me this vision of vision and, and he had been working inside of me that word for like a whole year. That was something very, very intimate. And I thought it was very interesting that God was moving me back into ministry at a time that it was 2020. Isn't that amazing? What was interesting 
is almost a whole decade had gone by since that word had come to me that God wanted me to get the vision, that he wanted to make it very plain so I could run the race with him, that I could run the race, I could keep before me the vision, a clear vision of what he was doing in me and what he wanted for me and what he wanted to do through me. Do you know what I'm saying? Interestingly, last year at Rosh Hashanah, we entered into 5780, which is a decade, get this, of pay the mouth. Uh, I heard my pastor say that the 5770s, this is how you count the years in the Hebrew calendar, that the 5770s were years that were of, get this, vision. Getting the vision, isn't that funny? I didn't even know that. But God had already given that word to me all those years ago and said, get the vision. And the interesting thing, 5780 is the these next 10 years are years to speak the vision, to make it very, very plain, to speak forth the vision. The last 10 years have been years of soaking. I even said that. That was one of the words that God gave me for one whole year. He told me, he said, Cindy, I want you to soak in me. And in that year, he brought me healing that I had been pursuing and I couldn't, I, it just seemed like I couldn't uh, be healed. And, and you guys, I believe that God is a healer. I believe he's my good healer, my good physician, and that he heals everything that Jesus Christ died literally by the stripes on his back. It says in scripture that by those stripes, we are healed, meaning that that is spirit, soul, body, everything. We are healed. I believe that, but you know, it was like I was really not seeing the healing come to pass. And I remember God saying, soak. So he had me soaking in worship, had me soaking in the word. I had even a teacher at school that particular year that gave me an idea. I'd never heard of it before. I am big on studying context of scripture. I'm big on Bible study. Um, I have been committed to Bible reading since I was eight years old. You talk about 45 years of getting the commitment to reading the word. But one of the things that he said, he said that those disciplines are wonderful. But one of the things he challenged us to step it up a little. At that time, I was having two-hour commute. For, for work. And I was having to drive between Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, and Birmingham, Alabama every single week for school. I had two times a week I would be in, in class down in Alabama. And so there was lots of commuting time. And that time happened to be a time where the Lord had put on my heart through this teacher to just listen to the word, get totally immersed in it, to soak in it. You know what? That was the year I found my healing. God healed so many areas of my life. He's, I've never gone back to where I was before. Now, why am I telling all of this to you when we're looking at resolutions? You guys, I believe from the bottom of my heart that God is wanting to give us his word. He's wanting to give us something bigger than just a few little goals and a few little to-dos. We're going to talk about them. Don't get me wrong. But I believe he wants more for us. And it's so easy to do this the way the world says to do things. You know, make your list, check it twice. <laughs> Figure out your top 10 resolutions for this year. And we wonder why they fail. You know, could it be reading through the Bible in 90 days even? Yeah, I like that, by the way. In fact, that's a great way to listen through the Bible and immerse yourself. But how many of us immediately when we start something like reading through the Bible, we find ourselves either going to sleep while we're reading it, or we find ourselves missing a day here, missing a day there, missing a day, and then we feel totally defeated. What about losing weight? Now, losing weight has been on my vision board so much that I could almost, you know, just take it off, put it on the next one every single year. You know what I'm saying? There have been years I've had super success. I remember one year losing 77 pounds. I remember another year of losing um, right at 70 pounds. And 
I, you know, this year I would, I would love to be where I was at those points. <laughs> but anyway, lose weight is one of the things I would like to see. But you know what? I'm not going to see myself just lose weight unless, well, we'll talk about that in a moment. But lose weight, is that one of them? How about get to the gym and finally get in shape? What about get out of debt? What about quit? Oh, something. Come on. Everybody has that on their resolutions, right? Or break that bad habit, or organize the house, or save some money, get back in church, write that book, just fill in the blank. Are you relating? How many of you have had those specific different resolutions on your list? Oh, man. Or maybe you decided that this year you aren't going to even make silly resolutions again because you hate that nasty feeling. It's a mixture of something like being behind, guilt, condemnation, failure, defeat, fear, frustration, aggravation, or reservation about ever making another resolution because you don't want to disappoint yourself. Come on. I get it. Please don't hang up. Please don't go to another podcast that sounds a lot more palatable. Because my sweet friend, I've been there over and over and over again. I totally understand. But also, what if you could reach your resolutions? Because guess what? I've been there too. I've had years like last year where I've reached my resolution by re- resolutions by April. I had another year, the same thing. I, after the first quarter, I, I looked at everything. I evaluated and realized I'd done everything, everything. The things that were even the crazy dreams on Janu- in, in December, January, I had reached them by the end of March, the first quarter. I remember another year that I decided, hey, because I had reached my dream, my, my resolutions and my big dreams even, um, by that um, April 1st of that year before, I was going to set really big, crazy, crazy goals. And you know what? I reached them by June. Why? I believe that there's a, there's a secret to this. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But what if you could do that? What if you could? I'm, I'm sitting here telling you that there's been times I haven't, and there's been times I have, and I know the difference. I know the difference between those two times. Are you sick of going through year after year after year after year after year as though you are on a treadmill doing a lot of stuff but not really getting anywhere? You take only what happens to you during the year, and uh, this year it wasn't very good. <laughs> Do you pull back to plan each year, but those plans are, end up taunting you by the middle of January instead of helping you reach for your goals, your resolutions, and your dreams? You make lots of plans, but they are just pretty in your little notebook, and they're never taking shape. They're not taking form. They're not becoming your reality. Instead, they are just nagging at you and taunting you. And telling you, you're not good enough. You're behind. You should feel guilty. You, you, look at you. You're a failure. You're, you are a loser. You should be afraid of this year. Because you know all the stuff that happened last year. Are you hearing me here? I know those sounds. I know, I know the sound of that voice sitting in the background just accusing and trying to defeat us before we even get going. Today, in the name of Jesus, I silence that voice so we can dig in and so we can definitely reach our resolutions. So, you guys, please, please stick with me. If you need help turning those resolutions into goals and those goals into to-dos that actually get done, this is your broadcast. If you're sick of getting everything ready, but getting derailed by obstacles, interruptions, chaos, and crisis situations, oh my goodness, if you're at a turning point and you need a friend to help you as you step out into your calling and your life purpose, get ready to gear up. This is our year, my friends. I have everything in position here, including this podcast. So we can do this thing and we do this thing together. Are you ready? Oh my goodness. Well, today is one of our first steps. Do we make resolutions or do we not? Oh, 
Well, let's talk about that. Resolutions. What comes to your mind when I say resolutions? I mean, sit, think about that for a moment. It makes a difference. I suspect a whole myriad of thoughts race through your mind. Perhaps it's because some of the resolutions that many of us have made in the past have been utter failures. What do you think? You probably heard the quote by Albert Einstein, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. We all know that one, don't we? But for some reason, many have quit setting resolutions. Many have quit planning. Many are just floating through life, hoping that things might change. But even with that, many hate change and resist change. Many just want things to be peaceful, easy, and restful, and just the status quo, please. How do I know this? Oh, my goodness. Do you not know? I have a degree in this. I do know that much of the mental illnesses that happen in lives, much of the sickness that we experience mentally comes from the fact that we don't want change and we resist change. We want the homeostasis. Okay, but... Can I tell you that God has something awesome for you this year? Let's take a moment to look at Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. In fact, you may want to look it up in your favorite Bible version. I want to share it with you from a few of my favorite versions. It's so, so, so good. And the NIV, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. I can just hear this from some of the um, armchair theologians. You're probably going, wait, Cindy, he's talking to Israel when they were in exile. Can I tell you that what literally happened to Israel, many times it's a foreshadowing of what happens to us in the spiritual, like the physical exile that they have. Many of us are in exile spiritually right this very moment. And what I love is that his word, he again says that he, the things that he's promised, the promises of God, that that is where we are going to find security. We're going to be feasting on his faithfulness. If we fix our heart on the promises of God, you will be secure feasting on his faithfulness. These are his promises to you if you're a child of God. His, he doesn't change. His promises, he is consistent. He is covenant. When we become Christians, we entered into that same covenant that he has. And these promises are ours. Listen to this again out of the Amplified Bible. And I want you to listen to it as he's speaking it to you. I've been given authority by him to tell you this, okay? So I want to speak this over you. For I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. Then you will call upon me and you will come and you will pray to me and I will hear you and heed you. Then you will seek me, inquire for and require me as a vital necessity and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will release you from captivity and gather you from all the nations and all the places from which I've driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. Listen to it again in the message. I love the message. The message, by the way, it's actually a paraphrase of the Bible, and it's actually written by a pastor, Eugene Peterson. Now, just a little background real quick, and I give this to you for a reason. Eugene realized that a lot of people were not reading the Bible, and he wanted a something that was easy for his congregation to read. So he began the process of putting the word from its original 
into words that we can really understand. If you want a great version to be listening to, like I'm talking about listening along the way, or if you want a great version for you to just really sit and hear God speak to you, I think the message is powerful. Now, am I advocating it for your um, your Bible study of the actual wording and the original Greek and Hebrew? No, there are other versions that do a lot better job of that, but this one is going to really speak to you. So again, I want to speak this to you. Listen, this is for you. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Okay, pause. He wants you hoping this year. He wants you hoping. He's got this all planned out. Come on. Plans to take care of you. He's not going to abandon you this year. Plans to give you the future you hope for. He wants us hoping for something here. Going back to Psalm 37 that I began reading at the beginning of the broadcast. And I said we're going to read it many times through this broadcast. Again, give God the, the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, you're going to find he pulled it off perfectly. This year, I believe he wants you to reach for your resolutions. We're not quite at the end of this section, but I believe he does because he's got plans to take care of you and he wants you hearing him for it. He wants you dreaming with him. He wants you setting these down because when they are in writing, and we're going to come back to this, when they're in writing... You will be able to do them and grasp hold of them. You're going to know what, what, when the path is right on the path and when you're off the path. You're going to know when he's directing you and when you are directing you or some other voice is directing your path. So I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. When you call on me, when you come and you pray to me, I will listen. When you come to me looking for me, you will find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and you want it more than anything else, I will make sure you won't be disappointed. This is God's decree. Can I tell you, that's pretty serious. He doesn't go back on decrees. This is his law. This is his decree. This is his word. He says, I will turn things around for you. I will bring you back from all the countries which I drove you. He's going to bring you back from your exile. God's decree. He'll bring you home to the place from which I sent you off into exile. You can count on it. What's God saying to you about your new year, your life in this passage? Can I just ask you? Sweet friends, soak the sand. God has been thinking about you. God has a plan for you, a good plan to prosper you, to restore you, to give you hope and a future, to give you the future that you are daring to even hope for. Maybe you're struggling to hope for it. He wants to give you that future. Oh, my sweet friend, soak in that for just a moment. What does that mean for you? This passage reminds me of an incredible passage in John 10.10. 10. Look it up in your favorite version and copy it on, in a journal for yourself. He says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now, I like this passage in, in the Amplified. It says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Go back through all those versions of 10, John 10.10 10, and tell me the kind of life Jesus came to bring you. Is that good or what? I love this passage. And when I think about this one, I, my mind automatically goes to what Paul wrote in Philippians 3, 12 through 15. Listen to it in the Amplified. 
It says, not that I have attained this ideal or have already been made perfect, but I press on to lay a hold of or grasp or make my own that for which Jesus Christ, the Messiah, has laid hold of me and made me his own. Do not consider, brethren, that I have captured or made it my own yet, but one thing I do, it's my one aspiration, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God and Christ Jesus is calling us upward. So let those of us who are spiritually mature and full grown have this mind and hold these convictions. And if in any respect you have a different attitude of mind, that God will make it clear to you also. Yeah. Grasping on, laying a hold, making my own, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. You talk about a resolution. Think back over these passages and then put it all together. What kind of plan does God have for you? What kind of life has Christ died for you to have? What do you need to do this year to live that life? Is there anything that you've been letting hold you back? Come on. What would you do this year if you knew you could not and would not fail? Write these things down. What has God been calling you to do? What is truly holding you back from what God's calling you to do? Is it time to resolve to step up to that calling in your life purpose? Is this a year to strain forward toward your calling? Oh, I know that there are those of you with a different attitude of mind. Resolutions are ancient, archaic, non-essential. They're a waste of time. <laughs> Again, Philippians 3, 12 through 9, listen to it in the message. It says, I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made, but I'm well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running. I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you has something else in mind, something less than total commitment, that God will clear your blurred vision, that you will see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Stick with it, friends. Keep track of those you see running this same course, headed for this same goal. There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, trying to get you to go along with them. I've warned you of them many times. Sadly, I'm having to do it again. All they want is Easy Street. They hate Christ's cross. But Easy Street is a dead-end street. Those who live there make their bellies their gods. Belches are their praise. All they think of is their appetites. Okay, you guys. Does that hurt? <laughs> are you saying, ouch? You know what? I don't want this to describe me. How about you? This is truly the world today. This is. And he says here, I've warned you many times. Sadly, I'm having to do it again. All they want is easy street. They hate Christ's cross. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing it poured out like never before. This past year, I'm telling you, the people have called Christians conspiracy theorists. They hate you. They don't care about your God. They don't care about what he says. They sit here and say he doesn't work, but they're not, they're not surrendered in their life to, the, to him and his ways. Yeah, easy street is a dead-end street. Don't be surprised. Those who live there make their bellies their God. In other words, their fleshly desires, the things that they are hungering for, that is their God. Their belches are their praise. All they think about is their appetites. And I'm not talking about food here, my friend. I'm talking about their appetites, their sexual appetites, their, their worldly financial appetites, their power appetites. Oh, yeah. I want to grasp on to all Christ died to give me. How about you? I want that abundant, full, lavish, overflowing life. I want to tap into God's plans for me and my life today, this year. 
How about you? What do you want? What do you want this year? Will you dare to grasp on to all that Christ died to give you? Will you reach for it? Will you make it your own? I know those typical resolutions. Read through the Bible. Lose weight. Get in shape. Get out of debt. Quit something. (laughs) Break that bad habit. Organize the house. Save some money. Get back in church. Write that book. Blah, blah, blah. These focus so much on doing. There is such a lack of clarity. Many of these are focused more on the appetites that that Philippians 3 is talking about. Oh, no wonder they're big as mountains and they look and they feel impossible. No wonder they do not satisfy. So you're wondering, why on earth do we make resolutions? The question is to make resolutions or not. Do you? If you do, why don't they work? If you don't, why you must make them this year? Well, let's look at why resolutions. My friend, God gives us times Decades, seasons, days, hours, minutes, and seconds. He gives us sunsets and sunrises. He gives us new. Just take some time. Now, I've got in the action guide some space there for you to dig into verses that talk about these things. But here's some things that the Bible calls new that God gives us. He gives us new beginnings. He gives us new things. He gives us a new covenant. He gives us a new kingdom. He gives us new wine and wineskins. He gives us a new body, a new heart, new life, new creation, new man, new commandments, new songs, a new name, new heavens, earth, and even Jerusalem. All things new. (laughs) Is that good? Yeah, because let me ask you something. Do you realize God is all about new, new beginnings? Why do you think this is so? Why? Why? These, this is an invitation to a conversation with him. Ask him what this means. What does this mean for you? Here are some reasons that I think God stresses new beginnings and new starts. I believe he wants for us to have a start over to get a fresh start. He doesn't want us stuck where we have been. Doing the same old things. Being disappointed. He wants us to start over. He wants us to know that we can at any moment we can start over. But especially at the dawn of a new year. We can get a fresh start. He wants for us to reflect. He wants for us to reflect on where we've been, where we're going, what what might make life better and ultimate. And he wants for us to really reflect on what God wants for us. He wants for us to take these moments, these new moments to commit, to resolve, to dare to dream, to reboot. To take a look at things and evaluate. In other words, for this to be moments that we course correct. Yeah, that we pivot. He wants for us to pause and look where we are, where we want to be, and how God wants to take us there. He wants these to be moments where we have a fresh resolve, a new beginning, a new me, a new you. A fresh opportunity, a do-over. A time to recommit, or maybe it's to commit. (laughs) A time to hear God, to step up to the call. A time to file away our past. Put, Put that past, let that be your history that explains your present and your future. Come on. It doesn't keep you imprisoned with it. It's a milestone that says start over, change. Get a real change. Embrace that change transform get real transformation grasp on to all that's yours through redemption so if it's so wonderful are you wondering why resolutions don't work (laughs) why not jot down some reasons that you think resolutions don't work i'm sure there are lots and lots and lots of reasons but here are five main reasons that i see that they are not working for many people first of all they're not worked out they're vague they're thrown together they're stabbed at They are a huge list of things to do, be, change, fix. Yet, we don't connect with them. We don't get a real vision, a real purpose. We don't really believe that we can do it. In fact, you know what? We run away from them because they are so negative. They are telling us what we're not good enough at, typically. Instead of inspiring us to move towards the new beginning. So in other words, we sabotage ourselves from the very beginning. 
Our success is directly related to how much we invest in working them out into doable goals for the new year. More on that in a minute. They are also not written out and kept before us. Can you find your sheet from last year? Can you find, did you make a vision board last year? Did you write in your journal what you wanted? For many people, even if it's written out, there are a big long list stuffed away somewhere. That, if they even kept it, they may have thrown it away. They may have got mad and threw it away in January, January 3rd. <laughs> if, if we don't have some way to really write it out, journal it, brainstorm it, ask God about it, have a conversation with him about it, ask him to develop it throughout the year. If, if we don't have the reminders throughout the year to, to work it, if we don't have times of evaluation to see if where, how far we've gotten at working towards it, if it's something we really want, if we're not really having moments to grasp it and a way to keep it in front of us while we're working it out in our lives, you know what? We're going to fail. A goal or a resolution not written is only a wish. Even more so, a resolution not written out, not journaled, not brainstormed into doable steps and to-dos. It's just a wish. The more we do, the more likely we are to do it, live it, and be changed. So, I think many times they're not written out and they're not kept before us. So, they don't happen. Also, they are not implemented. You guys, implementation is everything. If we really want change, we have to do something more than just write out a big list. Again, I'm going to read through the Bible. Well, how does that change anything? I want to lose weight. I want to get in shape. I want to get out of debt. How does that affect change? How does that implement change? I want to quit something. Yay. But how does that help? I want to break that bad habit. I want to organize the house. I want to save some money. I want to get back in church. I want to write that book. I want to, okay, here's what I'm talking about. We have to get into that list. And I'm talking about like, I call it double tapping in. It's kind of like, you know, when you've got a link on the, on something you're reading and you tap into it and you read more, I, I think you've got to da- ta- double tap in if you're going to really live it and work it. We have to break each resolution down to make it doable, practical, tangible, defined, realistic, and actionable. This takes time, commitment, resolve, intention, and dedication. Today, too many people want to stay in their comfort zone. They don't want to press in and overcome the resistance. They don't want to really have change that bad. Their resolutions are set with such carelessness that they confirm their suspicions that they cannot whip this thing whenever it's, it's not about just wishing for it and writing it on a list. It's about implementation. Without implementation, we do not reach our resolutions. Also, we get stuck in passive. Yeah, passivity is our default. I'm telling you, it's where we end up. Doing something different means that we have to invest our energy, our time, our money, our resources that many of us don't have much left over to spend. We push our limits as it is. We have every minute of our day, weeks, and months, and years planned with lots of stuff. We allow crisis after crisis, demand after demand, situation after situation, need after need to dictate our lives and our lifestyles. We are ever putting off certain things like these. We get stuck in the rut, not active, not engaged, and time goes by. Tick tock, tick tock, another year. And then another year that adds guilt and frustration, but there's nothing left over to do anything different. We are stuck in passive. Mm, We also play it safe. This is what it all boils down to. We all like that comfort zone. Even if we don't like the things that we are experiencing, we, we still want to stay in a place that we know, that we feel comfortable, that we know what we get. Pushing through to a breakthrough in an area that means a lot to us that we would like to see, it means change. It means that we are, get this, pushing through to breakthrough. It means that we dare to do something big, 
And that brings so many fears. Too often, we don't want to change enough. We prefer to play it safe and stay in what we know, that comfort zone. And then, guess what? When we're there, those resolutions don't work, regardless how big, how amazing, how needed, how fulfilling, how incredible they are. Regardless of how many plans we might write down, we just push them aside and we let them all collect dust. Of course, there's an even bigger problem with not making resolutions. Have you had to deal with problems that you know deep down result from not making resolutions? Well, of course you have. What are some of the problems that you've personally experienced because you have not set resolutions in the past? They're there. Here are some of the problems I have seen by not making resolutions. Check off any that you've experienced as well. We don't pull apart and get back on track. We live from one crisis or problem to another to another, and they zap all of our energy and time. We play it safe, and we don't experience life. We don't grasp on to all that Christ died to give us. We don't step up to our calling. Oh, no, we stay stuck in that job, even if it's not making very much money. (laughs) We stay in that relationship, even if we're crying almost every day. Come on. Yep, yep, yep. We we stay unhealthy even if 10 minutes each day for in a month could make a difference. Oh yeah. We don't grasp on to all Christ died to give us. We don't step up to our call. There isn't a plan to get moving. There's always a later. We are horrible examples to our children and yes, children learn what they live and later live what they've learned. It's their legacy. Like, hello, that would be one reason, by the way, this is on the aside, that we want to definitely reach resolutions this year. Yeah, we get stuck in the daily rut of stuff and we look back to a blur of nothing. We can't even remember what happened that year except for the bad events and crisis situations in life. We settle for just getting by. We let our dreams die bit by bit by bit. We let ourselves down over and over and over. We fell ourselves. So my friend, we have a whole new year before us. What do you want? Can you grasp onto it without a plan? I've read a lot of stuff the past few weeks. And it's interesting that um, many are saying that they have resolved not to resolve. That they, I mean, man, if next year's like this year, I don't know if I even want to wake up January 1st. I'm serious. Doom, gloom. I'm telling you that even if we were walking through the end times tribulation this next year, all I would have to say is we're not in doom and gloom. We would know that we're on the countdown to a beautiful end, that we're conquerors, that we're overcomers. By the way, the church won't walk through tribulation. We will experience birth pains, and I believe that's what we've been experiencing. But that makes it even more important for today for us to be setting some resolutions and dare to live out our life calling now, our purpose now. Oh, yes, this makes a huge difference. Let me just share the statistics. Do you know that today 80% do not know what their goals for life are? And of the 20% who have set some sort of goal Only about 16% have written them down. You're about to be in that, by the way. Of those 4%, never look at it again. Well, you're not going to be in that bunch. You're going to be in the 4%. Of that 16%, only 1% wrote it down and reviewed them on a weekly basis. Do you know who those are? They are the millionaires. Yeah. Does that get your attention? The busiest people, yet they are where they are, largely due to their disciplines. This is a discipline issue. Today, what do you want? Are you going to buy into the crowd that says that resolutions are not attainable and not worth it? Are are you going to dare to be that 1% that wrote it down and review it on a weekly basis? That 1% of that 16% of that 20%. Yeah. Where do you want to be at the end of this year? Today's the day to dare to dream again. Today's the day to dare to set your goals. Today's the day to dare to pull aside and set some resolutions and goals for the next 12 months. 
Will you or will you just walk away? Your choice has everything to do with what your life is will be like when December 31st rolls back around in one year. Pull away from the flurry of life. Tune in to your Heavenly Father. Listen to Him. Dream. Write. Think. Plan. Imagine. Resolve. Okay, let's pause right here, sweet friends. We're going to come back in the next episode, and we're going to dig into part two of this teaching. And so take some time, go back over all the things that we've been discussing, and then I promise you we're going to dig even deeper in the next episode. So be sure to connect with me. You can connect with me at the website at cindyrushton.com look for the Cindy Rushton show. You can also go directly to the show at the Cindy show.com. Look for this episode number 10 and just dig in. And, and of course you'll be able to see the next episode. You can also subscribe using your favorite podcast app. So be sure to do that. Check out the show notes so you don't miss the next episode. I promise to have everything linked together. And of course, I look forward to seeing you in the very next show. Have a great week. And that's a wrap for the Cindy Rushton Show. We will be back next week for another awesome show. If you can't wait until then, check out other great episodes and our show notes online at our website, cindyrushton.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our show at any of your favorite podcast services so you don't miss even one episode.